Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Hi, I'm John Oliver, member number one. You're listening to Joy 94.9. Hey, this is Anthony Kalia. Support Joy 94.9, this Radiothon. Sign up online at joy.org.au. Hello and welcome to Been There, Done That, Joy 94.9. Radiothon 2018. Thanks for joining us. We're going to be doing a little show today with a very, very special guest who's already announced himself at the beginning of the program. But here he is, live in the studio, John Oliver. Good morning, Chris. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. It is. Good evening. Good evening. Tomorrow. Good whatever. Good night, and it's a very, very short day. Yes, it's a very short day today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you indeed for Hi guys. joining us on Radio Th- With us today also is Gordon and Phil. And I'm Chris. So it's a terrible trio plus one. So it's a tr- terrible four. <laughs> now, John, apart from discussing lots of little bits and pieces of uh, history from Joy, we'll be having a conversation amongst us what was happening in the early days here in Melbourne? What got you involved or stirred up to come up with the marvellous idea of a radio station for our community? And lots of other little side issues at the time. Gordon has been around for quite a few years before Joy and with Joy. I've been around with Joy for about 18, 20 years. And Phil, is a you? I've not been around that. I've been on the planet a while. I've had seven years with Joy, but I go back, the first time I heard of Joy was the Channel 10 News oh, from the man. studio. Oh, and I thought that was 25 years ago. Yeah, well, being a, a younger gay man, seeing anything about anything gay on television was quite surprising. Yeah. So really, John, perhaps you can explain to the listener what the social situation was that the, the gay community faced Around about the time when you started thinking of a gay radio station. Well, I didn't think we had enough publicity for the uh, community. We didn't have enough information getting out there about HIV AIDS. We didn't have enough information about Midsummer. We didn't have enough information about everything getting out. So I had this bright idea that we should have our own radio station. Well, didn't we have newspapers and bar magazines? Oh, yeah, yeah, but, you know, that's newspapers, bars and all the rest of it. This was something that we could give a voice to and be able to broadcast out to all the many, many people. Yeah, well, I certainly remember that The Truth was one of the newspapers <laughs> that had everything but the truth in it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> did, 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 uh, how were our, us gays perceived by them, do you think? Who, The Truth? Yeah. Uh, well, um, I think there was an article around about the same time about uh, the um, the gay community and gay and lesbian community. And um, 
I, I, I can't quite remember what happened, but I, I think it was a little bit backstabbing, bit nasty, yeah. bit bitchy, all that sort of stuff, yeah. but wasn't really, really good. So your own personal experience in growing up gay here in Victoria, mm-hmm. question mark, um, you, did you have an easy run or a hard run? Were you the, uh, the, the, uh, the only poofter in your class sort of thing? Uh, no, I found out later I wasn't, but uh, <laughs> uh, I grew up as a bit of a, a loner child. I, I didn't like mixing too much, but I did mix. But uh, I used to go to school and do the school thing, and I used to think to myself, oh, Jesus, I'm different. I'm just a little bit different from everybody else. And I sort of tried to work out what was going on, but uh, not until I was around about 15, 16, I realised that, oh, I'm a big gay queen. Yeah, hmm. yes. I, I think... I think we all had that sort of mm. feeling, John. Yes, in the 60s it was a bit difficult coming out, but I was 19, told my mother that I was gay, she wasn't happy, we got over it and got on with it. That's as simple as that, went off with my new boyfriend, six years later, didn't like him, so I left him <laughs> in, in 10 years. It was it's, as simple as that. Sounds you know. like a soap opera, John. Oh, that's all. My <laughs> life has been one big soap <laughs> opera. I tell you, it's, it's, from one thing to another. I decided to get involved and do a little bit of community radio down at RPP, and uh, I did breakfast for there for five years. Came up to uh, Southern FM, did a bit of broadcasting there, and met Jan Simcoe, who uh, initially joined me for breakfast uh, for the opening of Joy all those years ago, 25 years ago, yeah. for World Those Day. It's nice to know that you actually had previous radio experience and not like a lot of the other people who jumped on enthusiastically, mm. uh, you knew what had to be done. Yeah, well, I, with all this, what I was with the, with the other community radio stations, I was involved in sales. I was involved with uh, production. I was involved with script writing. I was involved with office work. I work with the uh, licensing and different things uh, with other community radio stations. So I did have a pretty good background of what we were going to do and what we had to do. Right. My understanding is that in 1992, you might have been trying to get on Southern FM a gay program going. How was that received? That was actually a World AIDS Day program for 1992. And there was a bit of huffle and puffle. And I just said, look, by licensing rules, we're we should be allowed to do it and anyway they let us do it and we we had it on air and that's when we went for lunch and discussed oh i think we better uh, start our own radio station now who was this little embryo group i wonder have you got any names we should be thanking it was late uh, the late uh, ian young and yeah. uh, robert milligan all right two friends of mine and uh, they helped me with the show on the day and on and southern and we got through it all and uh, we just sort of said, well, well, Ian said to me, he said, well, it's about time you, you got off your bum and did it. Right. He was that sort of person. <laughs> <laughs> so you you knew how big the task was before getting into it? Oh, yes. It was bigger than I thought too. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering while. about that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's uh, uh, still going. <laughs> well, well, that's right. But it's... When you start on that, it's like a Barnaby situation. Mm. Oh, my goodness, what have I let myself in for? Exactly. Um, <laughs> it was quite a bit like that. And uh, over the years, it's been exciting. It's been good. 
It's yep. been fabulous. It's been down. It's been ups and downs and yeah. everything. Now, uh, but, I happen to know from looking at the Joy archives, the uh-oh. actual archives, that the application for a broadcast license was sent, it was signed by you and sent in February 93. Mm. I also understand that might have been on Midsummer Carnival Day. Yes, it was actually. I was uh, I came up to go to Midsummer, but I also had to do all the paperwork before we before I actually went to Midsummer. I ended up not at Midsummer. We ended up uh, doing all the paperwork, getting it all signed, sealed, and sent off, because the biggest problem was that we had to have it in by a certain date, and it was really a rush to get that paperwork in to be able to get a license. And were there any other people fighting for licenses or was it a pretty easy process? Well, everyone had the, there was aspirin stations, they called it, and uh, they all put their licenses in for the, at the same time. And we all had a go at being on air at different times. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at the time... 93, you said there was a deadline. Were, were they calling for applications oh, yes. at that yes, stage? Yes, yes, oh, yes. Ah. yes. But I knew it was going to take seven or eight years. But we were happens. lucky, therefore, to get 90.7 at that stage. Mm. And we only had a limited hours of broadcast initially. Yes, only uh, our weekends. weekends. We selected weekends because mm-hmm. we actually found that uh, that would be the best way to actually organise the station over 90 days right. so uh, of a year. So we thought, well, weekends is good. And then we had the opportunity, specialty licences like for Midsummer, yeah. for Pride. different Pride March and different other things that were going on. And uh, I put the applications in for the licences for them and we got them as well. Right, so this is all your experience in the first few years of joy mm. coming to the fore yep. and knowing what had to be done mm. and how to do it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's quite complicated. John, did you get any backlash from other groups that were competing for the same sort of licence? No, not really. I remember having them all at Joy, uh, all the presidents and uh, different technical people, to come in and meet uh, the the then uh, director of the uh, Australian Broadcasting Authority, as it was called then, and he came in, Peter, and he was really, really good with everybody. And he came up to me after everybody left and he said to me, he said, that was one of the best meetings I've had with Aspirin Stations for a long while. He said, I'm really glad you are able to do this for us. Wow, Mm. that's good. Mm. So you established... I won't say a personal relationship, but you—they—they they saw that we, that you mm. had appropriate experience and drive. Yes, yes, and at the time, I also used to ring Peter, who is the chairman, and and have the different chats with different ideas and what things we could do and what we couldn't do. And I said to him, well, "It's going to take eight or nine years, isn't it?" He just sort of went quiet, and I said, "I know that." <laughs> I said it takes every uh, aspirin station to get a license. It, uh, but these days it's sometimes a bit quicker. Mm. Certainly seems mm. to be for some licences. Mm. We have often identified the station with various specialty pieces of music. One of them was a version of a song from Vanessa Amorosi and she personalised it. That's right. 
That was a bit of a hit, wasn't it? And a yeah. lucky one. Yes, it was a very lucky one. And I, actually, I was so thrilled when I first heard it. And uh, it, was, it was in the was after we actually got the full time license, if I recall. Yeah. Mm. And uh, this is it.
joy to the world this Radiothon and help keep our LGBTI voice out, loud and proud on air and online. Visit joy.org.au or call 1300-JOY-949. Joy, 25 years proud. It is Joy's Radiothon and Joy's proud 25-year history and why we still need your support. So come on, sign up and become a member here at Joy 94.9. If you sign up between the 1st of May and the 30th of June, you go into the prize draw and the first prize is a great prize. I wouldn't mind winning this myself, but I'm not allowed to. It's a seven-day trip for two to LA, win a premium economy trip for two from any capital city in Australia and seven nights stay in Los Angeles courtesy of Virgin Australia. Simply head to joy.org.au between May 1 and June 30 and sign up, renew or extend your membership to be in the draw. And also if you uh, like to add a little bit of donation to fill it up to an, an even amount so because it's $84 for a, uh, a single uh, membership so you could add another 16 to that and make it into 100 couldn't you you certainly could i think that'd be a good idea just good a little idea a little bit little bit extra I, I could even just add an extra 100 too oh yeah, yeah. you know yeah. i mean well, you, you don't have to stop hundred. at 16 dollars yeah. no. yeah. well, one man's round figure is different to another yeah, man's round, round figure, figure. Yeah. yeah and i mean to say your pensioners you know it's only five dollars but i mean to say all you wealthy people Couple of hundred to a couple of thousand. We like it. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Well, yes. the other thing is that if you really wanted to, you could become a passionate member. Oh, two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Oh, passionate member. Oh, yes, that's, that's very passionate. That's that's what I keep for the night time. Okay. Well, Ooh, I'll, we'll sexy. We'll tell you more information about the passionate membership uh, after we've had a bit more of a chat to our guest in the studio, John Oliver, member number one. One of the reasons for having joy, you've mentioned quite often, John, was the fact that our community was fragmented and had been as a result of the AIDS crisis from the middle 1980s. You and I and Gordon would have seen the people fading out of our Mm. lives Mm. and it was a dreadful traumatic experience and you considered that that they still need to be part of the gay community. Yes, well, that that's how I felt at the time because uh, I had friends and I used to visit them in the hospital over at um, Fairfield. Fairfield, and uh, I found it um, very depressing when I came out because I'd see other other people in the wards, mm. and they were just like little boxes, and yeah. it was really mm. quite. I I felt very uncomfortable and felt very sorry for them. And uh, I remember going in and seeing my my particular friend one day and uh, there was a lot of young people, young, in their 20s to 30, who were very, very sick. And it did make me feel that, gee, we have to do something about this. We have to have a voice to be able to talk about it and, and, and tell people, you know, what's going on and make people more educated about the, mm. uh, the AIDS virus. Because I think we only had a couple of gay uh, medical practitioner services in Melbourne at that time. Middle, mm. Middle Park Clinic was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably Paran Clinic was another one. But I don't know that there was particularly any go-to doctors for the gay community, really. Jonathan Anderson was yeah. one of one of our doctors and my doctor at the time. And um, he used to come on air and actually be uh, interviewed and talk about different issues that uh, 
it was uh, about the HIV AIDS and saying all the new things that were coming in and different mm-hmm. things that were happening. So it was really good. And I, I, I felt that that was one of the things that I wanted to get across to people. You're not on your own. We're here to try to help you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got all this information that we're going to get out to you. John, we also talk about supporting the, the balance of the gay community. And I think one of the things that we excelled in in the early days was giving exposure to all those little suburban groups of gay people. Mm. Gay organisations. Exactly. With our community service announcements. Yeah. And we would get people in to talk on our early shows of Sat Magazine and people gradually got to realise that there was more than just themselves in the community and more than people just at Fairfield Hospital. Mm. We started to let the whole gay community begin to bloom. Yeah, well, there's there's like the sports groups, uh, all the sporting groups, all the walking groups, all the uh, tennis groups. There was a lot of swimming groups. The whole thing, they came in for interviews and had chats and talked about it and it opened the doors for them too to be able to get more members. Interested in what's going on in your community? Pour yourself a cuppa, butter another piece of toast and spend your Saturday mornings with us. Jeff Hood and Mark Gardner on Saturday Magazine, 10 till 12 Saturday mornings. On Joy Melbourne, 90.7 FM. Were you ever part of the line dancing crew? No. But lots of people were in those early yes, days. I, I was. Oh, <laughs> oh you were I brave fellow. I loved it that. because because um, we you mentioned Pride March. The very first Pride March, the cloggers group clogged. That's like That's a tap right. dance all the way from the start to the ballet theatre. And I tell you what, it was a bloody long way. I remember that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I get the feeling you're not doing that anymore. Oh, I can still do it. The yeah. whole way? Oh, well, I don't, don't think I'd do the whole way. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was that was the highlight of my life, the very first one, and I thought that was the, the most wonderful experience being in the first one. And actually, Joyce supplied all the music on the day. And uh, <laughs> it was really, really interesting because we actually set up uh, in the street speakers and we broadcast from the studios in South Melbourne all the music down to Troy Street. Fitzroy Street and all across the uh, uh, Melbourne with the, all the music. Uh, but we didn't have any commentary. For some strange reason, the telephone didn't work. I don't know what happened no, there, but they, we, we didn't have commentary. I know that. No, we, but that was the early days. that mm. We were experimenting with radio. Mm. Uh, we also had early days going on the internet as well. Mm. And that was in, I think, in about 96 or 97, we actually did our first online broadcasting because internet was very, very immature at that stage. Yes, well, it certainly was. <laughs> Ostasia Net was uh, our little group. They mm. don't exist anymore, but they had a little bit of bandwidth. And mm. we said, oh, oh, they I think they offered it to us. If you mm. want to broadcast some of your programs, see how you go. We got emails back saying, we can hear you. And it's on the other side of the world. Yeah, well, it was strangely a thing with all of that. Uh, I was at a meeting in South Melbourne with the, with the group. And uh, I announced that uh, one day that will be heard all over Australia, not yeah. around mm. the world at that stage. <laughs> and I was told, 
<laughs> Get a life. And they probably said, in your dreams, <laughs> John. In your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're right around the world everywhere. Yeah. And, of course, uh, we're on digital now, as, yeah. as was said on uh, the other day, and which is really, really good. Digital's not the be-all and end-all. No, it isn't, actually. But There's more dropouts in yeah. digital than there is in FM. Oh, That's right. something that I have definitely witnessed myself. So um, it's it's very, very interesting. That's another, the... another way we can look forward to listening to Joy anyhow. If you can yes. get, get it on digital, get it on digital as well. Yeah. Well, I mean to say that is important too. Now, mm. Chris, what have we got to coming up next? Well, we're going to have a little piece of music from New Colours. Oh, okay. And they're going to be singing about Joy, oh. which is very convenient. Another one of our, our magic anthems here on Joy. You're with Gordon, Phil, Chris and John Oliver. Been there, done that. Chris, Phil and Gordon and John Oliver, Joy 94.9. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, that's a great Mm. song, John. Mm. Damien would have found that for us. Yes, he would have. Damien was our music director for quite a few years. And I think that track was on one of the Joy album compilations that we put out, the double CD. Yeah, and John Jennings. Oh, yeah, that's John Jennings and Damien got that organised. Joy 4 is everything you need in a CD this summer. 31 tracks and 13 remixes, including Madison Avenue. Who the hell are you? Anthem. 
copy and support Joy's bid for a full-time license. Joy 4 is everything you need. A universal music release available at all good record stores now. Damien uh, came to Joy in the early days. Oh, he's a hysterical little man. Uh, and... <laughs> But he had he got was a his, lot of fun. He had got his experience down in Gippsland That's somewhere right, yeah. on a community radio station or a proper radio station. Community station down there. Yeah, down and he Gippsland. came along and stayed with us for many a year and had a great musical sense. He used to get all the tracks from overseas well before any other station around right. town. We were breaking music way back when. Well, and of course now we're still doing it. I mean to say it's uh, we're going more for Australian music than uh, overseas music. But um, I think the, the the music itself is sounding really, really good. Everyone's sort of yes, gone yes, quiet. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we, we don't talk over each other. Oh, I know that. No. <laughs> but you were coughing, spluttering. Yeah, I was wondering if he was going to last. Now, Gordon, you've got a special little message on this Radiothon yes, 2018 because, program. Because it's Radiothon 2018 and our 25-year uh, celebration as well, as it's our 25th year, we have a special 25-year passionate supporter you could be a passionate supporter very, very easily. And it's along with Joy membership, you get a special edition Joy 25-year T-shirt, a commemorative pin and a Joy bumper sticker. There are only 250 T-shirts up to, for grabs, so be quick. Head to joy.org.au and click the Passionate Supporter button on the home page and become a passionate supporter and be as passionate about radio as we four are sitting here in the studio. And we need your support to be able to keep going. We yes. do indeed. Now, one of the things is that people just know us from their radio or online, their little magic portable smartphone device. But behind that little loudspeaker, there is a great big organisation of technology, of people. John, how did we go? How did we survive in the early days when we were crawling across the floor? Well, we only had one transmitter, mm-hmm. yes. which was borrowed. And then we uh, were able to buy it, but thanks to also, and uh, we got all that organised, and we bought our own transmitter. And where was and the antenna the anti- for that? Antenna was on top of uh, the building down in South Melbourne. We thought that was going to work pretty good, but it didn't. So we then moved it to where it is today. Top of. Melbourne Central. That's right. And uh, we've been broadcasting from there ever since. But with also a new transmitter as well. Yep, yep. The, the, the latest transmitter was bought about three years ago, I think. Two yeah. years ago. Um, and, of course, they are twenty dollars to $25,000 each. And, of course, we will most likely need a new one of those soon too. Hmm. Yes. Because the old one that uh, we had has been remodelled and done up. But... Um, they they eventually die. Yeah. Mm, so they wear out, and yeah. technology moves forward as well. Yeah. Well, this new technology in the new transmitter, you can, it is definitely much better than what it was on the old transmitter. Mm. You yeah. can also tell when we're on the old transmitter to the new transmitter. Yeah. I can anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but but it's those sort of things that we need to buy from time to time here at Joy, and this is why we need people's support. Yes, and I mean, it's, it's just not the transmitter. Well, yeah. the transmitter is the key thing. It's the lifeline of, of the station. But you've got all the uh, big room there full of equipment mm. that actually puts you and sends you 
to being on air, makes all the studios work, make all the music work, makes all the whatever work, and it's just so much technical area. The station itself, in this room alone, it has around about five screens, and all those screens are important, and all those computers that are connected to it are important too. That's right. All our music these days is digitally saved and yes. that needs a huge memory and a backup, of course. Yes. And we can't always rely on the cloud. No, but no. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not a cloud. There might be a cloud in the sky at the moment. But anyway, <laughs> you, you've also got your CD players, which yeah. is your backup if something goes wrong. And, of course, you've got your telephone system, which you put to people to air with. Uh, but we haven't been able to put our regular listeners to air yet because we haven't got the actual equipment Mm. to do it. Mm. And that's talkback. And you've got to be on delay. And that is a lot of money these days to buy something like that. We'd love to have all of you on air. It'd be (laughs) marvellous. All the cheeky words you'd have to say. But also also we've never, ever received any money from any government, have we? Only ever had to rely on uh, memberships and subscriptions. Victorian government uh, donated money for the new studios here in Burke Street and gave us some money for that, uh, which was really, really good. Mm. And um, that was the gambling money, wasn't it? Something Uh, like that. Something like that. All the other aspirant stations around the, the country seem to get enough money or enough handouts to buy the whole kit and caboodle, Mm. whereas we've always struggled. Uh, We've never been able to get that. I don't know why. Probably political reasons. However, we we prove to them that we can with our own supporters. Well, the thing is, too, that I've always had the policy when I was starting the station that I'd be cheeky enough to say, we need some money. And I'd go up to these people who I knew were reasonably well off or people that I could get money from, and I'd ask, can you help? We need money. Hmm. And they would. And I, I always felt that if you ask, you shall receive. Sometimes you get a kick in the head, but that's nothing. <laughs> but uh, it actually worked. It, yeah. I mean, so, we shouldn't have to be asking all the time the our, our community... Uh, the GLBTI community to be putting all their money in. Mm. We should be able to get a little bit of money from other areas, and uh, we 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 try that try to do that. And there's something interesting I read the other day about Joy. We have all these people coming in and talking about uh, the the arts and the different mm. things about the arts, but the arts never really donate any money to Joy. Have no. you realised that? Well, no, we get freebie tickets for shows oh, and things y- like that. Y- yeah. but, but, you know, that's part of their general advertising write-off any rate. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, we, we get that, but that's not that's money. That's not money that helps making, you buy. Making the station mm. uh, doesn't grow. Doesn't pay the bills. No, it doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> but I actually thought, I thought that was a very interesting um, situation, situation that we should be able to get some money from certain areas because mm. we are an art. Mm. Mm. We are an art mm. on our own because we're GLBTI community yeah. radio station and there's no other one in mm. Australia, only J-O-Y. Yeah. Mm. Yes, well, certainly there is. Uh, one of the things we've noticed, okay, in the 25 years Joy's been on there is the coming and going of other gay organisations or media, media representations. 
brother, sister's a yeah. newspaper, yep. faded away. Mm. It was probably bought out by someone else, I don't know. It was, yeah. Melbourne Star Observer has been wrapped into Star Observer, which is now a national newspaper, and our local voice is sort of not as strong as it used to be. Uh, also, as an organisation, has disappeared off the face of the earth. Some of the other, uh, even PFLAG as a parent support group, is not as active now as it used to be because we've become almost mainstream. Well, the th- yes, yeah, well, that's true. But uh, PFLAG, I always felt, was very, very important mm. because uh, it actually helped the youth of the community uh, to be able to be supported. By their parents. By their parents. And I think that was very, very important. Yes, PFLAG operates in Shepparton and Geelong. They've closed down the Melbourne operations. Ah. So it still does exist. Parents and friends of lesbians and gays. Yeah. Which That's, is a very powerful organisation. Yeah, that is, that, that is sad, though, mm. because we, we should have it in Melbourne. But, you know, there's people like Nan McGregor. She she did a wonderful job when she was here yeah. doing the work. And by the way, Nan, get well. I know yes. I heard you weren't feeling very well. Just come out of hospital. Yeah, the oh. last time I saw her, she wasn't very well either. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But anyway, I, I remember Nan coming in and being interviewed on several occasions and... Uh, We'll have to get well, Nan, and come in and we'll have to have a chat. Chris, mm. will, Chris will have you in and have a chat with you. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, mm. but not at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> we do it at a sensible hour, don't we, John? Yeah, lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things that also did, which is a, a alternative lifestyle organisation, which is a Lifestyle is a word that we don't use anymore to describe ourselves. It's not a lifestyle. It's not a choice. We are stuck with being gay. I'm not stuck with it. I'm just happy that I'm gay. (laughs) They used to have an annual directory, which was a marvellous resource. It listed all the support organisations, all the gay-friendly advertisers and trades Mm -hmm. and services Mm -hmm. uh, and things like this. It was was a wonderful little device but then uh, with the also foundation folding that directory no longer exists anywhere we do have a little brother on the joy website we've got a community directory oh we do we certainly so it's do. not quite the the also directory no but it's a close relative it's yeah. a little brother not a big brother <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that at least it's there yeah and it can grow yeah i mean say um one day, you know, we'll have a directory all over Australia, and that, I mean, and let's face it, they can go into Melbourne, hmm. and they can go into Sydney, they can go into Adelaide, yeah. Perth, and anywhere. And I mean, so that's what it's all about. And of course, the information is is important. What's happening here and what's happening there, at the different uh, hotels and different uh, venues and yeah. different things. But I've found now that, you know. They're saying there's not as many venues as what there used to be. But, you know, we've come of age. We're, we're yeah. out and about and we do what we like. We can go and get married. I'm That's doing that in October. Oh, are you? Yes. Well done, John. Mm. Yes. yes. Excellent. Anybody you know? Oh, yes. I've okay. known him for 35 <laughs> years. I was, yeah. reading, I was just reading this morning that there have been 67 same-sex marriages in Tasmania so far this year. 67? 67, yeah. Is that all? I thought Tasmania would be ahead of everyone. Well, I think they probably are ahead of everybody with 67 <laughs> because I haven't read how many are in the rest of Australia. But oh, there's quite a few, I think. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, that's probably. what I read. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one coming up later this year on Neighbours. 
Yeah, that's true. That's yes. what on the news the other night. Mm. So it's, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Wow. Mm. I'll watch Neighbours that night. Sorry, Tim. (laughs) Eleven. Time for another one of our favourite pieces of music. Uh, This time it's Denny Hines with Joy. You give me joy. That you want some of this here, baby Don't try to lie to me Cause I can see you're going crazy So mysterious The way you walked into my life I gotta tell you That you're so fine Joy 94.9. Been there, done that. There you are, John. You remember that track, Oh, I do. You? Very much so. We used to use that as a backing for some of our station ideas. That's right. Well, I, I loved it, actually. All the Joy ones mm. that were used over the years. When you tune into Joy, you're switching on to the voice of Melbourne's gay and lesbian community. Three important groups of people help make it happen. You, the listener, our volunteers and our sponsors. Sponsorship support keeps us on the air and it helps bring us closer to a full-time licence. So next time you support a Joy sponsor, remember you're supporting Joy Melbourne. I actually miss them, actually. I thought to myself, why aren't we playing some of these over at different times? And, of course, you brought the theme into the Pride yeah, song, and um, that was the first song that was uh, the big hit on Joy. Oh, mm. for for a world uh, aid, not not world aid, so for the Pride March mm. uh, in uh, nineteen ninety three, ninety four. 
Australia's only LGBTI radio station. Joy. Where were you 25 years ago? Where are you today? Joy is celebrating 25 years and we've been there with you every step of the way. Become a member today. Visit joy.org.au or call 1300-JOY-949. Joy, 25 years proud. You're with Gordon, Phil, Chris and John Oliver. Been there, done that. It's Radiothon yes. and we are asking people to sign up and become members and go to the draw for some fabulous prizes and also uh, just to let you know that the joy lights are kept on in the station running with the help of 300 volunteers and a handful of paid staff. A lot of peddling. That's a lot of peddling, mm-hmm. yes. Now here's what it costs to keep joy broadcasting out loud and proud. It costs $1.91 to keep joy on air for one minute. $115 keeps joy on air for an hour. So multiply that by 24 and then multiply that by 365 and it works out how much that you would have to pay to keep joy on air. That's why we ask you to make a donation when you become a member or just by your membership as well so go to joy.org.au click on the banner and uh, just become a member and sign up i think that's great that people are donating whatever they have i don't care if it's a hundred dollars i don't care if it's five dollars no. donate five ten twenty fifty five hundred well or five thousand i don't care we need the money for joy yeah J-O-Y. Every little, every little cent helps. That's right. Yes. And, and what is our mission? Well, our mission is that Joy 94.9 is an LGBTI volunteer-based community radio station committed to f- providing a voice for the diverse GLBTI communities, enabling freedom of expression, the breaking down of isolation, and the celebration of our culture, achievements, and pride. And I think we're doing that pretty well at the moment. Yes. But I remember we're all when we're all together yeah. writing that. Yeah. Many good. years ago. It's a good mission statement. Mm. Brilliant. I've got an original. Wow. <laughs> oh well. Well, done. you're in the scratch sheet yeah, with all yeah, the. Yeah. The, the, wow! Wow! Fancy that. That's brilliant. But we've got to remember that we might think we've achieved a lot of things, but. Some of the things that we've got at the moment might be taken away from us by future political organisations. And one of the things that is happening is that the extreme right is starting to to, uh, get a little bit cross and cranky with us because they think we've got too much in the way of rights with uh, uh, same-sex marriage, with adoption rights, with safe school booklets, things like this. And we've always got to be careful and ready to stand up for ourselves because as we know um, we've got lots of allies but there's quite a few opportunities for us to lose some of the things that we've gained the the whole bottom line is we are all equal Mm -hmm. yeah we are all equal and people who run around and say that we're not they've got the problem not us well, as uh, we were having a chat beforehand and I think Phil you said that homophobia still exists it's not going away and we have to basically be strong and be proud and i don't know if it'll fade but the more included we are and they find out that we're just people you know maybe things will improve in some of the little back lots Mm. 
I think in this, in in Victoria and in Melbourne, it's uh, joy has actually helped in a big way to help people to understand what what we're all about. Mm. I think that has helped, and I think that uh, we're being more accepted uh, in in Victoria, and that showed with the figures that came out on the marriage yeah. mm. uh, certificates and all the, all the information they did there. But the interesting thing that I find with all of this that I've always looked looked at, at it and just treated it as I'm what I am and that's what I am and that's yeah. that's the end of it. I mean, the straight person too. The, the, they are what they are. The bogan down the street, they are what they are. Yeah. Everybody ha- is different. You've got to accept what everyone is and why pick out someone who just likes having sex yeah. different. Oh, well, big deal. I don't I even know sex. I love the use of the word accept because we've so often heard the word tolerate and that's not a very nice word that somebody might tolerate our existence. Yes, that's right. I, I'm, I don't like the word tolerate. But no. Accepting everything is most important. I accept everybody for what they are and I respect the same to me. Yeah, because Simple you can't that. change it. No. I think, I think, John, as you get older, you become more accepting. Yes. Because this is the thing. Uh, it's, it's When you're young, no, as I keep saying, no child is born homophobic or has hate or anything like that. It has to be taught. Mm. And this is the problem. You've got to get to the people before they teach this um, stuff to the young ones, you know? Yeah, I, I, and I, I think agree this is where radio that. helps. Yes, you know? that's, that's very true. Having it in your ear, in your bedroom. And listening yes. to it and realising mm. that we're, we are ordinary, decent people. Well, the messages that we're putting out are being heard around the world now, mm. and we are a valuable resource for our overseas listeners as much as we are for Melbourne listeners. Well, Russia is suffering terribly. The the um, gay community in Russia, I think that's mm. terrible what they're doing there. Mm. And that's Mr. Putin as much as anything. Oh. And I'm sure if he Don't wasn't there and he would no. let them do their own thing, they would be blossoming and blooming. Well, Chris, there's the, something in the radio about the young lad that who is gay and he wanted to go to the um, see the World Cup soccer. Yeah. His, his visa's been cancelled and he's been not that's allowed right. in. That's right. You know, mm, mm. not good enough. Not good enough. We do need a quote from The Simpsons. And Homer, as he learnt in the annual Mustache Day parade, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. That's true. Yeah, he said that. <laughs> he, he said that in another parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he just liked the, the yeah. sound of it. And now, one, one lucky last little thing that we've got to do is remind people that on the 25th of June on Drive with Murphy's Law will be the Hour of Power. Gary Singer and Jeffrey Smith, they're doing their annual dollar-for-dollar dollar support. So when you're donating... Do it during that particular show and you'll get double the bang for your buck. Or Joy will. Mm. Mm. But donations at any time, most gratefully accepted and received. And you're going to get a TDR, a tax deduction receipt, and uh, you'll be able to claim it on your tax. And as I said, it can be $5, it can be $5,000, $500,000. Whatever you feel you have, please donate it. We need it. Thanks, John, for being with us today. The That's time okay. has gone so quickly as it usually does. However, we're going to go out with a song that uh, was one of our favourites on the earlier years of joy, Always Be With You, from 
human nature. Oh, yeah. I like this one. Bye, everyone. Bye for now. Bye-bye. See you next week. Hopefully. Cheers. All being well.
Voices of Joy. Did you know you make up half of Joy's listening audience? The LGBTI community love you for blasting us loud and proud, and we thank you for supporting us. Donate or become a member of Joy today. Visit joy.org.au. Joy, 25 years proud. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper, and on Aust- oh wow, on Australia's first gay and lesbian radio station, Joy. Hey, power to you guys. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.